Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Shack Show is a production of iHeartRadio. Well, a lot of you know Charlie Reimer from the Golf Channel and his work on television going back to 1998 when he started working for ESPN. Started with the Golf Channel 2009, and uh, a lot of people don't know Charlie Reimer is a former U.S. Junior Amateur Champion. He also played at Georgia Tech, where he was an All-American a couple times and uh, won five tournaments. He's in the Georgia Tech Athletics Hall of Fame alongside Bobby Jones, I believe, would be in that same Hall of Fame. But I love Charlie because he's just uh, one of the great minds in golf. You know, in television, sometimes there's some real thinkers and people who have a great grasp of the sport and the big picture. And Television doesn't always allow them to show that. And Charlie Reimer is one of those people. So I wanted to talk to him about his life in Myrtle Beach, uh, working for Golf Tourism Solutions. He's moved there. um, And he is doing all sorts of great content for PlayMyrtleBeach.com. Now, we just got Charlie for this conversation after he's hung up with Jack Nicklaus on a FaceTime call talking about the 1986 Masters, which I eventually let him talk about at the end, but I'm so excited for Charlie. I can't wait to see that conversation. He has a neat bond with Jack Nicklaus. But I wanted to talk to him, obviously, about the state of affairs in, in our world and the game because he's out there every day playing golf uh, with with uh, regular golfers and experiencing life there. But he's also somebody who stays very much in, in touch with the regular game. And, of course, this week, he would have been announcing at the Masters for Westwood One Radio. Last year, he did it alongside Mike Tirico, and that was a big part of our conversation, recapping Tiger Woods' win and, and what it was like to work with Mike Tirico and uh, that special moment when Tiger uh, capped off his fifth Masters title and was there on the 18th green and the whole scene, and it was a special, special week. And so I wanted to hear from Charlie about all that. So here's my chat with Charlie Reimer. All right, we're here with the big timer, Charlie Reimer. Charlie, where are you today? Are you in Myrtle? I am. I'm uh, on the south end of Myrtle Beach, uh, Jeff, and uh, my home is Myrtle's Inlet, South Carolina, and uh, I'm actually in my home golf course community here. It's uh, Watchesaw Plantation Club, and uh, I'm sitting here watching the Waccamaw River roll right by my window <laughs> right now. So uh, it's a pretty good place to be in quarantine. Are you uh, 
shut down golf wise there? No, uh, we have, um, of course we're at about 80 golf courses here in Myrtle beach and, and, uh, my course is, is open. Uh, I'm going to say a little more than half are open. And, uh, of course we've got in all the protocols and, and when you go out to play, it's completely contactless. Uh, and, and everyone is being really good about the social distancing. If you choose to get in the cart and by the way, I haven't, I've been, uh, Using, I got a little remote control buggy that I send out in front of me. Of course, I got a little country music playing on it, but uh, it's uh, um, uh, completely uh, as safe as you can be. You know, outside there's no towel service, there's no water coolers. We've got the the uh, cups in upside down. You don't touch the flag sticks. Ball doesn't go very far down in the cup, and no scorecards out and that sort of stuff. So uh, I, I feel real good about. Uh, being outside, getting some exercise, good for the sanity. And uh, I think it's about as safe a thing as, as you can do. And, and everyone that I've seen has been real respectful of that as well. Good, good. Yeah, it's it's such a tricky thing right now. But I kind of cling to the fact that that in that little window when this first happened, that that people – the the whether you, whether you feel people should be playing golf or not or any any of the the issues of this that that little little light bulb probably went off with a lot of people that golf is going to be a great place to be in in the future after this and that's kind of the only positive uh, I can I can find but it seems like it's something to to cling to it's it's uh, is that your sense yeah uh, and and it's really neat to see uh, in my golf course community here. Uh, Jeff, we're seeing people out riding bikes, people walking around, uh, of course, not congregating in big groups, but you're seeing that on the golf course as well. Hmm. And I think maybe, uh, the model is going to change a little bit for golf after this, because people are learning that a hey, golf, golf is a great way to exercise. And, and you, you can take a card if you want a single rider. But uh, going out for nine holes, walking, carrying the bag, taking you know, one of the, the push trolleys, or I'm fortunate to have this little fancy remote control thing that I got a few years ago. Um, people are learning that, that you know, golf is more than just about hopping in a golf cart and seeing how fast you can get around the golf course. And, and uh, we played uh, four of us yesterday, three really good players, and then me. And uh, no. <laughs> we walked, and and uh, the round was three hours and fifty five minutes. And to to walk close to seven miles in three hours and fifty five minutes, and have some conversation, and be in a beautiful place, and escape from all the troubles of the world. I, you know, Jeff, that's a good thing. Yep. And I'm hoping that as people uh, reevaluate everything they're doing in their lives, I know I am. Uh, it's it's almost like hitting the reset button across work and family and social uh, as, as, as a country and the, really the world as we emerge from this crisis, there's going to be things that are going to be a lot different. And, and I think golf really has a chance to shine and maybe a little purer form than we've seen it slip into over these past many years. Yeah, when you're describing that scene too, you know, one of the things that, that you know, having played in the Open Championship and been over overseas is – uh, golf courses are a little more of a community treasure and but they're also a place where in the late evening somebody can be walking their dog and um yeah. or people just go out for a walk and here we're 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 so often so nuts about that kind of thing. I mean Pebble Beach is a nice exception. You see people out in the evening there, they let that go. But for the most part, 
you know, real estate developments and things are, are just dreadful about that. And I get it. There's liability stuff and all that. But I, I kind of hope that I, I sense that was one of the things you were touching on there is is is, is kind of community wise. We golf needs to relax a little and let let it be a, a place in the community a little bit more. And yeah, if somebody goes out and walks their dog at 730 at night and they just and, and they see this beautiful place and they, they treasure it a little bit more, the, the game will will benefit from that. Well, golf as a game definitely will benefit. Uh, golf as an industry, I think, is going to have to make some adjustments. And people sort of get um, in a rut in, in the golf they play. And, I, and I've seen this during the during this uh, uh, quarantine that we're in. Um, pe- people, <laughs> they, they, for example, they got to have those early tee times. I have no, no idea why oh. on a weekend you want to get up early and play <laughs> golf. And I've been talking to my buddies, and I'm like, you guys are absolutely crazy. Um, I, I get up in the morning. I, I like to be productive in the morning. That one, two, three o'clock tea time in the afternoon, uh, especially like a place here in the, in the Myrtle Beach area, oh. this time of year it's a little warmer. Uh, in the summertime, <clears throat> that humidity can can get out in the afternoons, and the golf course is dry, and and not everybody's in such a big hurry, and and. Uh, I'm like, guys, I don't understand why you got to get those first tee times and fight and argue <laughs> over them. It makes no sense to me. No. And and uh, there's people that uh, we've got a beautiful sunset, as I mentioned here. Oh, we're, yeah. we're on the Waccamaw River, and there's a uh, on the far side from from my house, and the golf course is a is is a, is a magnificent nature preserve, and and the sunset is absolutely spectacular. Jeff, my wife and I call it the show. Yeah, and and we we always try to sit down. No matter how busy we are, we try to sit down either outside on a bench or inside and watch the show. Well, you can see that from the golf course, and all these people that have been fighting for these early tee times—they're never on the golf course at the prettiest, most comfortable time of day. I, I just don't get it. <laughs> and and outside the U.S., people seem to get that, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I really hope that that a lot of changes come to golf after this, and and. And, and the walking and the not rushing so much and the uh, j- just sort of slowing down and, and appreciating where you are and who you're with. Mm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that that, that happens in golf uh, when this crazy mess is behind us. Yeah, I, I sense it will. I, I'm with you. I, I have never understood the dew sweeping thing. Just, the course is wet. It, you got to get up early. It's harder to loosen up. And I just don't think there's a more beautiful place to be no, than, and, than and, any uh, golf course on the planet in the twilight. It's just, it's just magical. And I'm always amazed that those people yeah. get up at 4 a.m. to go, why would you do that? Why, have an early dinner and then go play a late nine. That's so, exactly. so good. Uh, I, I think that, and I have a theory about it. And, and again, I've, I've been talking to some of the guys about it. You know, <laughs> to do. And, and I, I think it's, I think it's some of the old school chauvinistic roots that, mm. that run deep in, the, in this game where the, the good players, the men, have to get out in front of the women because the women will slow them down. And I, I told them the other day, I said, let me tell you guys something. I said, I had two foursomes of women play through me the other day. They were having so much fun. They're playing faster than, than I was. Now, they were in a cart, and I was walking with a group. I said, I, I'm, I'm, come on through, ladies. I'm happy as I could be have them play through and and it's just and it's just that old school chauvinism that still mm. sort of permeates down through our game that hopefully is is on its way out but 
Uh, I'm like, I'm like, guys, they play faster than you do. Let them go out ahead of you. That makes a lot more sense. But a lot of men just won't admit that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Same reason that, that a, an 80 year old guy won't play tees because they're painted red. It's just that those kinds of things. And, exactly. and I, think, I think some of those values were changing already before this. It just, this may be something that, that expedites that sort of turnover. Yeah, I, I hope so. And, yeah. I, and I hope I hope clubs and golf facilities are, are open to that. Yeah, I think they will be. All right, we're going to take a, a, a quick break and uh, from the Shack Show here, and then we're going to talk to Charlie about uh, some fun stuff related to uh, the Masters. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. All right, Charlie, obviously we would be in Augusta this time of year. You have, how many years have you worked uh, the radio broadcast there in your little booth right underneath? Uh, what is above you? Is it the CBS booth above you? Well, that I come uh, and so, knock on your so, windows and, and flip you off <laughs> yeah. and all that? Well, so it used to be where we were elevated. Uh, and then the uh, chairman Payne determined that it was an eyesore. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they now it's a, a plexiglass booth down a little bit lower. But uh, this would have been my twelfth year as the lead analyst for Westwood One Radio Golf uh, at the Masters. And who all have you worked with on that? Uh, Bob Papa has been my host for ten years, uh, and uh, with the exception of last year, uh, Mike Tarico uh, came to do it. And th- and this year, Bob was going to do Thursday and Friday, and 
and Mike was going to do Saturday and Sunday. Uh, but on that broadcast has been uh, Mark Carnival, uh, Brian Catrick, Kevin Kugler, Maureen Medill, who is absolutely delightful, uh, Scott, Scottish lady, and ooh, uh, Irish. I think I get those confused. Sometimes. Yeah, we know how that that that's tough for you. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, you know, so- for, for a damn foreigner. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've left anybody off. It's been, no, a, good, it's been a good crew. We get yeah. along really well. Yeah, you know my one quibble with Masters Radio is that I just wish all the patrons could listen to it while they're on the golf course since you can't have phones. I love that at the Open Championship. I would love that at the Masters if I were sitting on a hole. And I've done it. I go sit on a hole, and, and I would love to have that radio broadcast just to kind of know what else is going on and uh, someday yeah. it's my dream. I know they're going to sell just like the open used to a little radio and we're going to get to listen to you guys, but yeah, more importantly, well, that, well, the app is so good. That's the best app I've ever seen for any sports or business amazing. or anything. And it's, and it's it, it, unbelievable. And it'd be great to have it with you out on the golf course. Yeah. And I think, uh, somebody will create a little device somehow someday that, that, uh, doesn't, it's not a phone, but it's, it's the app and it's a way to, to follow the masters. Cause that is, I, I, oh, the only complaint I ever hear from, from people who go is they, that, that, that weekend, they just wish they could be a little more connected to the events. You know, Charlie, when I went to the 1986 masters with my dad, they, I, we sat on the grandstand on 13 and I had a Sony watchman TV. So I knew what was oh, going wow. on with Nick price shooting, uh, 63 and, uh, and it was fun and nobody was bothered cause I had an earpiece and I, you know, I wasn't playing yeah. the sound out loud, but that would, that, that was, uh, that, that would get me in trouble these days. So yeah, you think, I think, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I still have that TV. It doesn't, I don't know if it works, but the question I want to ask you, uh, last year you were working with Mike Tarico, you know, Tiger Woods, you've talked a lot with Tiger Woods about the game. Um, and Mike gave an amazing call. It's also your best broadcasting work. Uh, that minute and forty seconds where you you, you let Mike do his thing, uh, pure silence. <laughs> Just amazing work on your part. Should should win a whatever the radio. Award I would have been if I had tried to talk. I'd have been cut. Well. Oh, well, that, okay. Well, that was my first question was, I, I know Mike would have just, just said, shut up, but, but were you, uh, I, I know how you can get a little emotional. I I'm assuming you were pretty emotional in that moment. Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, um, that, that 18th green and my 11 years of doing it, it. It's, it's an emotional place, especially not, not that I've ever had a chance to win a major. I've had a chance to win a few PGA tour events, um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in, uh, the part of golf that has to do with your heart and your head than, than the physical part. Uh, the, the, the golf swing, yeah, I can break it down if I need to, but I don't get fired up about it. But, but what interests me most is how people think in big moments and, and how they control their emotions. And, and, uh, just to sit there and, and think that everything that, that Tiger has gone through, everything that he's put himself through to get back in that moment. Uh, and, and this being the first time where his kids are there, uh, for, for major championship and running off, uh, walking off and having them come up, uh, to, to me, that, that's something that, 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 uh, is easy to get caught up in. And, and honestly, when I'm, 
making some comments there. Um, I'm, I'm keeping my eyes away from what's going on a little bit. So I don't get caught up in it as well. That's just the way I'm just very, I'm an empathetic person. Sure. And, and I'm not going to apologize for that. That's just, that's just who I am. But, but if you think about in golf, there's so much failure. Um, the even, even for, even for Tiger Woods, um, you, you look at win percentage, you know, in golf to, to be a Tiger Woods or Jack Nicklaus is not that high. And, and versus, you know, any other sport, if you're 50, 50, that's not bad, but at least every other night you're winning. But I, I just think that, um, that the emotional control of, of someone to, to put it together, to win that on any given years is exceptional. But for Tiger, uh, th- this, this past year was just, is unbelievable. As that round progressed, what was your sense of, of how it was playing out and did you, were you confident he was going to finish it off? I felt, I felt really good about it. And I thought there were a lot of parallels, uh, to Tiger winning last year with Jack Nicholas winning in 1986 mm. and that you, you consider Jack Nicholas hadn't won a major championship in six years and he had won a golf tournament in two years coming into the masters in 1986. But, uh, the, the, the thing that I watched closely was Tiger's physical presence where he put himself. Hmm. Um, you, you, you knew the patrons were getting behind him and, and you knew that his opponents were very well aware of, of the gravity that Tiger has. And he used all of those things to his advantage. And, and again, that, that interests me more than the execution. Now you think about Tiger and getting up on the green at 12 and everybody else dumping it in the water, him standing up there where you can see it, <laughs> uh, physically where he put himself Oh no, contact. no, Charlie, Charlie. He was just mopping up some stuff on the green there. It was right. there. He had to get no. his line ready. You know how that is. Listen, that's old school golf. <laughs> Absolutely. That's old school golf. I love like it. Tom, Tom, Tom Watson, Tom Watson, who I have tremendous respect for as, as a gentleman and a competitor. He he played those cards. Yeah. And and uh it golf is about eye contact. And a lot of the younger players, Jeff, just don't understand that. You, you can go out now as a younger player and, and you can have a team that insulates you in a bubble and you don't have to, it's like social distancing. You don't have to have any interaction with your opponent except when you get into the real intense uh, international team competitions or the major championships. That's when that bubble, when that bubble melts and, and now all of a sudden it's like, Oh, well, what is this? How do I breathe? Where do I look? It's like Ricky Bobby and Ta- Talladega <laughs> Nights. You know what do I do with my hands. They don't know. Tiger Woods knows what to do. Jack Nicklaus knew what to do. Tom Watson knows what to do. There, there is, and and that's why when people would would you know I'd sit on a desk doing a show and oh Tiger Woods is not intimidating anymore. I don't know if I can say this or not. That's a podcast. I'm gonna say it anyway. It, it, it that that's bullshit. Tiger Woods <laughs> is. Now and will forevermore be intimidating on the golf course. Yeah, and and so will Jack Nicklaus. And people that say that just don't know what they're talking about. And we saw that on display at Augusta, and that's what really pulled me into the moment. And and um, working with Mike Tarico, who's a, he's an absolute genius, um, having some conversations with him, and maybe pointing a few of those things out, and some of the questions he asked me, it, it made it uh, for. An incredible broadcast for me, and 
And to, to be sitting there doing the play-by-play for, for Westwood One Radio, the Masters last year, and then I was actually, uh, you, you were mentioning that you were on the grounds of the gust, I believe, in 1986 as well. I was there myself on Sunday in 1986. And to me, those are the two best moments in, in golf. And to have been there working in one and as a patron in the other uh, is, is, you know, it, it's incredible to me that I was able to be there for both of those days. Where did you watch a lot of the 86 final round from? Well, so what I did was, uh, I, I think the best place on the planet to watch golf is in the patron observation platform behind number 12 T. Ah. And so I, I was firmly ensconced in there up towards the top. You know, of course I had my sweet tea and my fermented cheese sandwich going there for a while, but, but, uh, I, I saw um, Jack Nicholas hit a second shot into 11, make the putt in 11. T shot that little long and left, you know, over the bunker in this well, not get up and down um, on 12. T shot on 13. And I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to follow him in. And I watched the rest of the round. And I can tell you, every shot he hit and where I was standing when he hit that shot. And, and, uh, when he um, left the putt just short on 18 up to the back right from sort of the center portion of the green and tapped it in, I was uh, back down the fairway uh, maybe 30, 40 yards in, in, in front of the fairway bunkers uh, there on 18. And, I, and I'll just never forget that. Um, the tee shot he hit on 16, I actually got around right in behind 16 green. Of course, the flag's over there in the left where, where it gathers. And uh, – he hit the five iron. I saw the ball launch, and I and I saw him look down. Of course, I couldn't hear the conversation he was having with Jackie, but he looked down and pulled his tee, and uh, the ball got within, I think, about four or five inches of going in and came right back. But I was, like, underneath the little camera tower on the receive of that shot, and, and I'll just – I'll never forget standing there and watching it. I mean, and, and then there's just a ground shook, you know, and that – that's when I was 18 and I'm like, I don't know what life's going to deal me, but I'm going to be doing something that gives me a chance to be in this game, the rest of it. And, and it, it was the coolest day ever. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And then when you watch the broadcast, it gets even more cool. Cause it was just almost cinematic the way that, yep. you know, in that moment in particular, the way, uh, Weisskopf handled that call and Nance threw it to him when Jack backed off and the, and then the way, Weisskopf made a joke about himself, but then he and then he took it back to the moment. I mean, if a screenwriter did that, they'd go, ah, "This is just a little too perfect." Uh, the way this all played out, it, it, it's a special thing. Yeah. Um, hold on, just a sec. We're going to take a brief pause from the Shack Show and hear from our sponsors, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about the Masters and good stuff. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Charlie, you mentioned uh, you mentioned working with Mike Tirico and, of course, Bob Papa. You, you work with some real pros there. Um, and then you've obviously worked a long time in broadcasting, going back to 98 with ESPN and then, of course, uh, Golf Channel and Morning Drive. And and I joke that you didn't say anything that time, that whole time Mike Tirico made that call. But I, I went and listened to it again before we did this show. And, and I marvel at it, and I'd like to know your thoughts, but you know, Mike's a television announcer and then he just turns into this radio play-by-play guy and he's painting this picture. <laughs> and I assume you guys have a monitor because he was describing some of the stuff going on with Tiger after the green. And I know your position over there on the left, you can't, you can't see all that. So I'm assuming he then shifted to a monitor, but just to talk to me a little bit about your work in TV and then getting to work with somebody like Mike or, you know, I marvel personally at, Mike Tirico, Jim Nance, Dan Hicks, and and Joe Buck, really the the kind of the lead analysts or uh, broadcasters we've had in the game, play by play guys, because because they all have photographic memories. First of all, they I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, and they are they're brilliant that way. But then they just always know how to get right to the heart of the matter and and make the the right call. It it's it's mind boggling. But Mike, especially going from TV to radio the way he did, did. It, just kind of your reaction to last year and that, that first time getting to work with him. Well, um, Jeff, there's a reason they got all those zeros on the paychecks, <laughs> uh, from the guys you just mentioned. And, and, um, Mike, Mike Tirico, I, I first met him in, in 1998, uh, when I, when I started with ESPN and, um, I, I was, I was just getting into broadcasting and, and, uh, um, my, my, I uh, finally wore my welcome out on the PGA tour. You know, they do that when you miss like 17 <laughs> strike cuts in a row. Yeah, they're so and, mean. And <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I had a chance to get in and, and I was on the crew with, with Mike and, um, my, Mike is number one. Um, his IQ has got to be off the charts. The, the, the way he processes information, the way Amazing. he can deliver it. And and think about all the different sports that he does. I know. <laughs> uh, was it the last running of the Kentucky Derby? Uh, and and they had that horrible rules thing. Yeah. And 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 it was it was it was like thirty minutes. And Mike was seamless in his description. I don't follow horse race. I don't really know much about it. But I watched that, and I was fascinated by the rules thing. And and he handled it beautifully. You would think that he does a horse race a day and has been doing a horse race a day for the last 40 years. And he doesn't. And, and, uh, he, he's just incredibly talented. 
Uh, I've never heard him make a mistake as broadcaster. And, and I've done enough of it to know when broadcasters do make a mistake. And along with being incredibly brilliant, he's also very humble. He's not late for meetings. He's 100% prepared. Yep. The way he treats not only fellow announcers, but other people on the staff, production people, uh, the production assistants, you know, the people that, that, that do all the hard work that lets us do the, the fun stuff. The way he treats him with respect, Mike Tarico is a pro's pro. And for, for me to sit there in a, in a major championship in the Masters, which is the one I love the most, beside him be able to broadcast it for four days was, was a great honor. And for him to handle that historic moment with Tiger the way he did, I was just in awe not only of watching what Tiger had done, but listening to Mike describe it. So it, it's – it's. Uh, He's the real deal, uh, and and I, I the, whatever the highest accolades I can offer a, a broadcaster and something I know a little bit about, I, I offer them to Mike because he he's an amazing talent. So you guys sign off after he gives that that great call, and there's this incredible moment. Of course, there's also a storm coming. <laughs> See, I'm yeah. sure you got <laughs> the heck out of there fast. Uh, but any anything about that moment that you, you remember that was uh, of note? Uh, Besides I, that, you I were just, starting to think about what, how many Georgia peach ice cream sandwiches you were going to go have. <laughs> well, I, I was, um, I was pretty tough on Mike. I can be tough to work with, you know, during breaks. And uh, let, let's just say that you know he spent a lot of time with his head hanging out of the uh, fishbowl that we work out out of being <laughs> <laughs> in a what a shot. area with me for for. Uh, oh. For about to about twenty hours in four days, is, he, he deserves some hazard pay. Ooh. But uh, <laughs> those pimento but, uh, cheese, we, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. But uh, now we we just we 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 had a great time, and you get to know someone like that. I mean, that's how you and I got to be friends. We've done a lot of work together, and and uh, um, uh, you you know you just you just learn to respect folks, and and uh, especially you know when you have a passion for something in common and. And uh, I just, you know, let him know how much I appreciated uh, working with him that week and appreciate him being on our crew. And, and uh, that, that week in particular is a little bit of a you – know, he, he's, he's calling something dramatic on that scale or near that scale every week. Yeah, I don't get to do it, but maybe once or twice a year. So there's a little bit of emotion, as we were talking about earlier. And, and you just sort of want to breathe and, and uh, everybody sort of gives everybody a hug and says, Hey, great job. And uh, we'll, we'll see you down the road. Uh, but uh, it, it was uh, being able to be at 18 green at, at Augusta for, for all these years has, has really been something I never thought I would do. And it's something, believe me, I don't take lightly. Now you've played the golf course a lot. Um, what do you make of that hole? I, I think, I think it's gotten a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've 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 never got a chance to play in the Masters. I played no, the golf I know, but you've, about yeah. ten times, but a couple of majors, but but not but not the Masters. But it, it was uh, it was getting too easy um, mm. when uh, when you started seeing guys blow it over the bunkers when the bunkers really weren't in play. And I, I remember years it was it uh Woosnam would hit it over there, yeah, Sandy Lyle. That was kind of the yeah, there. the eye opener was Woosnam just Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was it was just getting a little too short. Mm. But I'm telling you what, <clears throat> if you ever get a chance or folks listening, if you ever get a chance to go to Augusta, whether it's a practice round or a tournament round, 
Walk back to 18T. You can stand right behind 18T, and you look up to that fairway. Uh, that, and that's one thing that TV doesn't pick up on. It, it's 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 an uphill golf hole. Um, but the shoot, the pines on the right and the pines on the left, that is a narrow shoot, <laughs> uh, and not and you can't go over it. You got to go through it. And and uh, I couldn't imagine standing up there. Tied for the lead, oh. one stroke lead, and it, it is it is really really skinny, and and uh, the the thing about the uh, the thing about the hole though is from sitting there for all these years, it's a big difference. Uh, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I'm going to say at least a half a stroke, maybe close to three quarters of a stroke, whether the hole location's in the back or the front. And it's not because of the distance; it's just in the back, if you get aggressive and fly it up there, it goes over and you're going to make bogey. And if your little short rolls back down to the front, you're not, you know, you're, you're not going to make uh, a birdie at all. But down in the front, front, right, front, left, it ball will gather in there. And and so if you hit two good shots, you can make birdie. But it's two, diff- two different holes, and it's just depending on whether it's front hole location or back hole location. But either, either hole location you get, front or back, you still got to get it through that chute. Yeah, I, I, a few times when Jordan Spieth has had some trouble in that hole and he clipped those branches right off the tee and, uh, and some people go, how could he do that? I, I, that's terrible. I, how could that happen? I said, well, you, you, you need to see how easy it is to do that. And, of course, it's horrifying when you do because you just turn the mm-hmm. hole into a par six right away. Uh, yep. And so when when I remember last year in that, in, in that final round, Tiger – Played 17, got past that tee shot. And Ian Baker Finch, who who we, you know, super guy, we we love him. But he was he started basically giving the the masters to Tiger after that second shot in the 17. And Nick had to kind of kind of reel him back in because I know what Nick Faldo was thinking. He still got to play 18. And that, still it just, play 18. It, and he and he and he struggled. It was uh it was a bit, but he he ended up, you know, playing it super safe and we wondered what he was up to. And it was uh but it was stressful. It was if you were rooting for him, it was it was uh whew, it was a doozy. Are you gonna watch it again when they replay it? Uh maybe you know what? <laughs> I, pro- I probably will watch it. Yeah. My uh my son uh who's 21, who's a senior at the University of Missouri, he's uh quarantined at home here with us he discovered uh youtube channel uh in fact i might have seen it from a link you put uh on on uh, jeffshackleford.com uh it's amazing how much is available on on the youtube channel yeah. from uh, from augusta and uh so last three or four days he's he's been rolling a lot of it i don't i don't think he's gone through 1986 masters yet but but he's been going through a lot of them so we it's been on tv hear a lot, but I might very well sit down Sunday afternoon and, and watch what CBS has. I think I'm going to watch the 86 replay on ESPN for about the 900th time. I was very lucky. My mom recorded it on a, a VCR, so I had a tape for years. Of course, now it's... Yeah. I even made DVD copies for some people who were who were fans of it. I don't know if they'll show the full thing. It may be a, an edited version. But anyway, ESPN's showing that in lieu of the the part three contest tomorrow. Um, I want to just ask a little bit more about uh, kind of your life and, and Myrtle Beach and and when things, we get some form of normal back and people are traveling there. I, uh, just tell me a little bit about the area because I, I I've been down recently and, and uh, I had been there in the 80s with my dad and, and seeing how it's changed is, is pretty amazing. And I'm not sure a lot of golf people know uh, you know, we, we we have these destination resorts now that are real popular. Uh, obviously, the Bandons and the uh, 
uh, uh, Cabot Links and and Sand Valley, and they're they're wonderful. But for a golf nut, it's a it's really a great area, and it, it, it's no longer. I, I just I hate even feeding that kind of the old mentality of Myrtle Beach, but it's just a lot to do. Great places to eat and all that. Are you? I mean, are you happy there? Are you enjoying the the lifestyle there? It sounds like you are. Well, Jeff, I'm going to tell you what. Everything has been kind to me at Myrtle Beach since I've moved here, except the scale. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned good places to eat. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, there's plenty of those. And uh, um, where I live, Myrtle's Inlet, uh, is down towards the south side. And we're, we're the seafood capital of South Carolina. And I, I've really enjoyed that. And uh, we've got a lot of live music. and. And uh, that sort of stuff. And then, uh, of course, my job since I moved here to Myrtle Beach is, is, is I, I promote golf here in Myrtle Beach to, to the world. And and uh, it was a lot of fun today. In fact, I just got off a FaceTime call with Mr. Nicholas. Oh, and, yeah, uh, I was going to get to that. I was saving. And, I was making you work to, to get that in. Oh, uh, I, was, I was doing that. And so we've been trying to figure out. We don't want to. I mean, obviously, we're not promoting travel tourism uh, with what's going on in the world. Sure. But uh I, I uh, did have a, a FaceTime with him, and, and uh, I got him to tell me the story of the entire day uh, from picking the yellow shirt out of his closet and oh. uh, through, through walking off of 18 green uh, from Sunday, 1986. And, and uh, I, I've heard the story a few times, and every time I pick out something new, and one of the cool things I picked out today when, when he told me, and, and we're actually editing it right now. We didn't FaceTime. We had a couple other cameras shoot it, and I'm just trying to put out some some good stories in golf and this isn't a, you know promoting anything it's just hey everybody's beating up right now let's listen to some good stories and yeah and uh, he took about a half an hour but he told me that um the putt on 17 which is impossible to read is left to right early and then a little bit left uh, i remember I, I remember going back and looking at the highlights and you know jackie would say yeah dad and dad and dad, you know i would say jackie's old now but he he, he was not that old then <laughs> no and he's such a great person he said you know, Ray's Creek's over to the left. is going to go a little left at the end, and, and sure enough, it did. But Mr. Nicholas told me today, he said, I've hit that same putt 100 times, and I've never made it again. I only made it one time. <laughs> so so uh, I thought thought that was uh, was really neat. So we'll be putting that out on our channels here uh, from Myrtle Beach. Okay, so that'll be – which channel on um... – well, I say channels, you know, it'll be, it'll be through the, through playgolfmyrtlebeach.com. I'll put it okay. out on my Twitter Great, and uh, we'll, we'll send it out, send it out everywhere. And, and uh, hopefully folks will just, you know, just look at it and get to hear first person, the, the story, but uh, back, back to your, your question. We, we do have a tremendous amount of, of quality golf here in, in Myrtle beach and, and uh, from, from, we're looking about 75, 80 golf courses and, and the thing, the thing I like about it, Jeff, is we've we've got the the, the top designers have done their golf courses. Uh, we've got the, the late Mike Strantz, a couple of my favorites down here on the on the south end in True Blue in Caledonia, which yep. are great golf experiences. We've got a Nicholas course in in Pauly's Island. We've got a Fazio. Uh, we, we've got you got a good TPC Norman golf. We got is, a really uh, good oxymoron. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Fazio <laughs> and and Lanny Watkins. Did that uh, the Dustin Johnson Golf School is there? In fact, I get over there and practice some. But but here, here's here's what's key is when people do get back to playing golf and uh, and whatever the new normal is, I, I think that uh, uh, maybe folks are going to be a little more price sensitive than they were certainly coming into this period. 
and uh, we can really deliver on yeah. that here at Myrtle Beach. And in terms of, you know, if you've got, uh, you're going to have your family or you're going to have a group of 16 people, um, you know, there's a lot of great places out there that have a lot of big price tags. Well, I, I think we could go toe to toe in a lot of areas on quality and the experience that you get here. Uh, but uh, when the bill comes in, I don't think you're going to be as shocked <laughs> as yeah. uh, so, some of the other places that, that you mentioned earlier. And and uh, we do have that southern hospitality as well. Yep. And and uh, you know, I, I try to I try to be the uh, the greeter whenever I can, and, and talk to folks that come here from outside the area and play golf. And and hopefully we'll have still still have some folks coming pretty quickly from outside the area to play. Uh, I know where you know probably a lot of the business as it returns will be will be drive to and 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 that's fine. I don't think people are going to get on airplanes for a while, but but before long we'll get back to normal as a, as a country, no doubt about it. And and I hope Myrtle Beach is on uh, uh, people's list uh, for trying to get away and play a little bit of golf and bring some folks with them, and have a great time. Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned that about price because because I think that's something that's important. And then. You know, a lot of the places that I saw last time I was down there, and I, I just drove around for a bit, popped in. I know, it's, you know, they're they're uh, more experience uh, focused, and you know, the younger group is big on the the golf experience, and and it's not just the the round of golf. It's kind of the the vibe and the 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 scene and the the enjoyment factor, and getting to sit around and talk about yeah. the round after, and and it's good to see a lot of the places are trying to keep up on that that front too because that's that's important for kind of the it's important yeah you just don't want to play golf and go sit in a hotel room right. or a condo somewhere yeah. you know you want to have something to do and then I, I will mention this too uh business uh has been good the last few years and and a lot of our golf courses uh quite a few of them are in ownership groups where a group might you know, own four or five or as many as 20 plus of the golf courses uh, the golf course, uh, the, the golf courses uh, have seen a lot of capital improvement, and uh, which is good because yeah. you got golf courses are, are like cars. A hundred thousand miles, you got to change the belts and hoses. Golf courses, you got to redo greens, you got to redo bunkers, you got to keep updated with turf, and irrigation, other things. And so we've seen a lot of uh, of uh, investment in uh, in our golf courses, and and uh, one of the things. Uh, of course, you know, with, with what people are going through, I mean, there's a lot of sadness out there. So sad isn't uh, the proper word, but right. I'm disappointed that that uh, it's not business as normal uh, right now because uh, we've invested very heavily in, in wall-to-wall overseeding about 30 golf courses for this winter. So these golf courses are absolutely beautiful. The fairways are striped. The rye is beautiful. And and uh, we're, we're going at about a uh, somewhere between a half and quarter of normal volume. And, and I wish that people could get in and, and, and see what they look like right now. But hopefully they'll be able to get in uh, late next winter and early next spring because I'm sure we're going to continue to do that that uh, wall-to-wall overseeding, which is, is absolutely beautiful. And as our listeners know, that's why Augusta is so beautiful. It is. Now, uh, and, and one other thing I'd point out, and, and again, this time is uh, there's not going to be much baseball, but I went over to your minor league stadium. It's oh, Cubs. it's nice. Oh, my gosh. It's beautiful. And all the little little uh, homages to Wrigley Field because it's a Cubs team. Just so cool. I, I uh, envy you having a, a park like that. I hope <laughs> it's it's safe, right? That team is good in this new uh, cockamamie alignment thing they're going to do with uh, Major League Baseball. That's the there no word no 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 worries right i i hope so yeah i, I you know what I, I i like going to baseball games every now and then i don't follow it every day so i'm not not sure what's going on but i do know that's a 
good experience, oh, good ballpark, so and uh, you know, and, and it's only about uh, a driver and a five iron from a Top Golf. So, right. um, um, it's uh, it's a nice area, and there's some good eating around there as well. So, uh, that's uh, that's a, a cool part of Myrtle Beach. Uh, plenty to do uh, in, in that area. Well, Charlie, your wife is a nurse, and I know uh, I appreciate your your uh, tone and your. Uh, views on everything that's going on right now and, and chatting with us. And uh, I hope you to enjoy a, a great show tonight, watching a, a beautiful sunset and thinking about all the people who are having a tough time right now. Yeah, we certainly will, Jeff. And, and everybody listening, uh, stay safe, follow the guidelines. And uh, uh, Jeff, uh, stay safe out there in L.A. And look forward to uh, seeing you and a lot of other folks when all this mess is over. Well, thanks again to Charlie Reimer for that enjoyable conversation. I will put up some show notes on jeffshackelford.com. That's that's Jeff with a G. Just Google Jeff and golf. And I'll get that Tarico call up from Westwood One's Twitter account if you haven't seen it or don't remember it. And also some of uh, Charlie's fun videos from, from down there in Myrtle Beach. And, of course, when that Jack Nicholas conversation gets posted, I will definitely put that up. I can't wait to hear that. I can never get... Uh, tired of hearing Jack Nicholas talk about the 1986 Masters. As always, thanks to the show's producer. As always, this is what, like the second or third show. Uh, Tim Parachka, uh, our show's logo creator, Aaron Atkins, Jeremy Eisenberg for getting the show off the ground. The Shack Show is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.